Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome here. It's a special edition of Accurately Unstable. It's Vincent Paul and I'm joined with Alex Edwards of the Skeleton Crew in the Marry with Children podcast, which you can check out on their Facebook page or Twitter and their YouTube page. I should provide those links in the description with this Podomatic link. That would be the easiest thing to do. Thank you, and hello, Haddonfield. All right, cut that Barry shit off. <laughs> that, that was my homage to Mike since he will not make it tonight. Yeah, Michael had to uh, – Michael J. won't be here for the reunion. We're going to actually try it in a month or two months from now because uh, Mike figured, hey, nobody's listening to my show, so why not crank out a fucking episode every day and cover the Halloween franchise with every fucking podcast did. Good. I'm glad your legs don't work and your mom's missing a limb and your brother takes it up the fucking ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking father drops dead. The body's not even warm. It's not even cold yet. And they're already cashing out the fucking life insurance policy for a fucking kitchen and they order takeout four days a week. Go fucking figure that out. While the fucking, while the roof is caving in. By the way, oh. the roof's caving in, but we have this $20,000 kitchen with a $3,000 stove that we don't use because nobody knows how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> money management. Jesus, God almighty. If anybody who's bigoted towards black people, go with the Sankovich for a week. You'll hate white people with a passion. <laughs> Trust me, it worked for me. Uh, well, to be highly entertained, there's like 4,000 Blu-rays to watch while you're there for a week. <laughs> yes, he should be stapling them to the roof to prevent the leaking. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, but one day it will be the whole... Um, yeah, because uh, if, if anybody needs a brief history, uh, three of us, we started a podcast in July of 2010. Uh, we all got big for our britches in some retrospects, and uh, we all thought we were good, <laughs> but we all drifted off in different parts and had success in different avenues. Uh, well, well, Alex and I both were uh, stepdaddy <laughs> to Mike. <laughs> that's I mean, that's... Well, no, in, in retrospect, we were. Like, he would you know, either, like, like, if he got pissed at me, he's back with you. If he got pissed at you, he's back with me. And, uh, yeah, but one day all three of us will uh, get together and make this uh, podcasting uh, magic. Yeah, we all we all overreacted. Probably I started the overreaction. By the way, my first show with you guys was officially uh, August 9th, 2010. And you were the one who got the ball rolling with three interviews. And talk about trial by fire. Real quick before we get into the Halloween interview. I thought, if you think back at it, you like you started the trial by fire without even thinking like because you got really into it and that's why I wanted you originally like with Mike and myself like you know about horror and you're fun to talk to with that and everything you'd be a perfect fit and it's to this day one of the better decisions I ever made seriously and oh, um, I mean yeah, that I was I definitely uh, I don't know how you knew but I was I had a passion that I didn't even know because you brought that out in me because. You know, I did the message board thing and all that kind of corny stuff back in, you know, 2004 to nine, I guess it was. And I guess that I guess you saw that and you saw that. Oh, you must care. Yeah, so you had maybe. the passion. And it was. <laughs> but here's like it's just like think it back now. Like, I would never want to do that when like I still remember that day. It was on a Friday. It was Friday 13th in I think like the war was in July of 2010 or 2000. Yeah, 2010. It was either July or August. 
Mm. It might have been oh, August. When... Yeah, it was August of 2010 where you're like, hey, I think I can get a guest. And you wound up getting three guests. Right. We do, like, this is how, we were naive. It wasn't cockiness. We were just naive. Like, okay, we're going to have three guests we've never talked to before. We never interviewed anybody at this point. Oh, by the way, it's live. Right. <laughs> we and were yeah. on blog talk, which was a live. You hit record. There's no do-overs. You could delete the recording if you were embarrassed. And right. we, no, you did it live. And and also, you got to keep this in mind. Three of us are doing a show. And we're not in the same room. We're just, we don't know each other's reactions. We don't know who's going to jump in and ask a question. And mm. you know what? That was actually, and we did that with a couple people on the blog talk days. One of them being Tyler Maine. So oh, yeah. it it was a good ball that got rolling. And, you know, I think we all learned. Like, I grew from it. You grew from it. And let's be honest, Alex had a huge success in everything he did because of your passion of promoting. And that's what made the Skeleton Crew huge because people were into it. And to this day, it's like, how did this little rabbit and red shit ever get over with a horror crowd with me at the time? Like, I'm not polite and we got over with horrorbid.com when that was around. So I'm always appreciative of it, but what it made me learn was this. I just have to do this for fun. I don't want any attention. And boy, was I good at that afterwards. <laughs> like, let me <laughs> let me go low and let me now talk about everything other than Halloween on a Halloween site dedicated towards it because I do right. that because I'm a dick. You finally got on a, a Halloween <laughs> Like it seemed like it would be your dream. Oh yeah, in but 2010. Like, so let's talk then... about uh, politics for 20 minutes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and how I'm uh, cheating on my girlfriend. <laughs> my point was simple: it's like I'm going to be me, and I finally learned to be me. You learned to be you because I think in the beginning we were trying to emulate, not like copy, but emulate what we grew up with. And like, right. okay, we're supposed. And I, I, I mean, I hate admitting this, but uh, I'll admit it because I'm honest. I put on a fake voice. I thought, like, if I sound a little bit deeper, and I got, this is what I should, like, what, ugh, like, fucking kick me in the balls. Like, that's not well, who I am. Sometimes I feel like I wish I did the fake deep voice. <laughs> when I listen back, I'm like, God, can I not be myself so much? Yeah, there's certain times where, like, that's why I will, ne <laughs> I will never listen back. Like, if I tape, like, I don't tape anything I do on stage, because what's the point? I don't want to watch myself, and if I do, I'm going to criticize myself, so right. I'd rather not... Because I think it's, it's like it's egotistical to watch yourself with a smile, like ah, oh, I'm awesome, like ugh. Yeah, it don't happen. Yeah, you never want to listen back, like oh god, what was I doing? But now times have changed. We've all kind of, we've all grown up. But the only thing that hasn't changed is they're still making new Halloween films. And I, I posted yep. that a couple of days ago. Like, I'm 36 years old, and I'm grateful I get to go <laughs> to a movie theater and watch a brand new Halloween film. Right. Yeah. I t just to, for the record, no matter what I say from here on in, I totally like, you know how like we kept getting all this fake information like, oh, there's a new Halloween movie and this one's directing it. Never happened. The, yeah. a new Halloween movie. It, it, this happened on Friday 13th, too. And there was a point where I was like, well, are you guys like retarded? Like, why are you still talking about this? Like, how many times have you heard that there's going to be a new Halloween and nothing happens and you're still like we heard about Rob Zombie's Halloween three. Yeah, and yes, sadly enough, it wasn't going to be called "Season of the Bitch," which I thought it should, with Rob Zombie's wife as as the main character. Don't be one of those who don't like her. Cause <laughs> no, no, she I know. Tries. I'm kidding. God no, knows no, she I... tries. No, I love her, but what I did was I figured everyone's obsessing that she's in all these movies, and I said, 
like I don't know how my my brain even got here, but I said, well, if Rob Zombie does part three, for some reason I said, well, the original part three, season of the witch. So I just went to season of the bitch somehow, and then I figured, well. Just throw her in this movie too, so then you know that way it could really anger everybody. But no, and no I matter actually what fans would always be angry with anything. Right. With the, half of them, I would say. Yeah. So I said, I honestly love her in these movies because I feel that that gives all his movies the the authenticity of that proper feel. She really brings whatever it is he's going for into his movie. She has the look. She has the whatever it is. She. She's proper for his movie. So I actually would feel robbed if I see a Rob Zombie movie without Sherry Moon. No, she's always like I've never I understand to the point why people get upset with her or with her being in the films. But at the same I've said it before of can you like there's guys who have no backbone. And can you imagine if <laughs> like you go out with your friends right. and they're and they're wives and girlfriends are there but you're not inviting your wife <laughs> you're making a movie and she's a I'll use the term loosely an actress <laughs> and you're not going to cast her so you yeah. do have to kind of put that in context before judging and she's not terrible though it's not it's not no. like no I, a couple people and I think they're just piling on one uh, I don't know what they use her name it doesn't matter something stupid but they're trying to compare it was such a stretch comparing her to Yoko Ono like, mm. well, uh, first off, the Beatles are the Beatles. Amazing band. Rob Zombie's, he's a, hey, he has, to me, he has that one trick kind of pony thing going on with his vision of horror as this one flavor. Mm. However, that flavor does work for many. And he's not bad at all. I'm not going to, he's, he, he has a, he has a following. There's people that love his movies, but right. it's completely two different things. She's not ruining the films. Like, her performance is, aren't bad where you're like oh my god it just took me out of it yeah even to compare you would even an intelligent person would actually pick like if he was making if you want to do an actual comparison he would have had to made like five amazing movies yes. and then start bringing his wife in and then it gets ruined yeah if you're going to do that comparison you go with, right. the, with the biggest fallback of godfather 3 with the director's daughter who was really terrible right so that's, that's like that's not bad but with yeah, this year it's we yeah we finally got the Halloween and I, I'll start off. I think the best way, of course, there's going to be spoilers to this review. Uh, it has to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna what I want to start off this before I get into the review, and I want everybody to like keep this in mind. Um, I'm a very self-aware person, and and I, I'm going to speak for all horror fans when I say this: the Halloween franchise doesn't owe any of us a fucking thing. So whatever we went into that movie theater expecting, we weren't owed anything as fans. Mm. They promised us Myers. They gave us that because, well, it was advertised. We got Jamie Lee Curtis. But we weren't – what I'm getting at is if we had a different vision in our mind and it wasn't there, we weren't, we're not owed an apology. Um, the writer and director did a phenomenal job. Mm. And let's start off from the beginning because I think the way this starts off – was really good. Okay. Um, I'm disclosure is I'm a sucker for true crime things and things that are realistic. Like Manhunter is one of those movies I can watch over and over again, and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, and it had that. It made Michael Myers again feel a, like a real person, not supernatural. And I, 
personally for me, the first couple minutes, I liked seeing the side of Michael Myers' face, seeing Nick Castle. Yeah, was see that's the thing. Was it him? A lot of people are saying that that actually was not him. They're saying that was the other dude, Jude Law, something. Who or whatever did a great job is. portraying Myers? I thought. Right, I've, I gotta get his real name. I'm just uh, Jude Law. Clearly, can't be his well, name. No, it wasn't Jude Law. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the most talented actors. Sorry, it's a Sean Penn reference from the Academy Awards. Um, right, but let me look it up. But he was. Uh, but seeing that, like the side shots, I liked it. Right. I really liked it. It made him feel what we kind of, well, for me anyway, wanted to feel human to that, mm-hmm. to start off that part. And I, yes, yeah, James Jude uh, Courtney. That's it. Is his name. He's played the, you know, second part of The Shape. Because um, I believe, yeah, Nick Castle's also built as The Shape as well. No, he did do something. And I met, Nick Castle actually twice at Monster Mania two, uh, I'd say a month or two ago, and then six months before that, and I got an amazing God gift from God. Like he literally said, "Hi, it's Nick Castle. You're listening to the Skeleton Crew." Like into my phone, so I could play that if we do a Halloween special this year. You know that is like you just play I, it anytime. I know I should yeah. play it every show, but uh, yeah. So I met him there, and again, and then the second time I, did, I had a Q and A with him. And he said he was Michael, like, oh, God. I, th- I feel like he said it was the first times you see Michael in the actual costume, so I'm going to assume he was Michael at the gas station. Yeah, because there's also, and we'll, okay, before I jump forward, we'll go to that, that part of the uh, sanitarium. Yeah, right. What was your thoughts on that, the first couple minutes of the film, of just that, how they're catching everybody up? You know, on first watch, I never like anything for the first 20 minutes. It all feels awkward and and something that I can't see myself watching over and over. But on second watch, all that stuff was, to me, just as as fitting and normal and well done as anything else in the movie. So um, the second time around, yeah, it was all smooth. It was all good. Uh, it, like I said, awkward at first watch. But I don't know. It kind of... The only thing I felt was odd about the whole beginning of him just being in Smith's Grove is, and, and Nick talked about this in the Q&A, they didn't recreate the end of part one. But my problem is, what happened from when she, when Loomis looked and he was gone to then? Well, there was a, uh, it was revealed on the internet. It was uh, confirmed, too. This was, it wasn't made up. Okay. Um, and I agree with Carpenter. It was, I'm glad John Carpenter was a part of this. So the director... Being a super fan that he is, um, David Gordon Green, and by the way, David McBride, who I was happy he got the job to, it got greenlit because he was a horror fan. Mm-hmm. And I said this before, I'm going to say it again. Might be reaching a new audience. Uh, screw the idiots, these uh, people in the horror community that always want to preach this diversity, diversity, who are bigoted because they think diversity only means skin color. And All these right. people are screaming like, David McBride's a comedian, what does he know about horror? Uh, where's your diversity at? He's a diverse <laughs> guy. He's actually a huge horror fan, and it showed in this film. But David Gordon Green wanted to recreate the, you know, he wanted to have it. He was overthinking where he goes, we'll have it start up with the night uh, he's on the ground. And then, you know, he, and mm. this was a suggestion because he kills Loomis. And wow. Danny McBride had uh, the guy who's, I believe, the set director or costume director said could pass for Loomis. Like with the makeup, it would work. 
And Carpenter said, whoa, whoa, you're overthinking it. And the fans are going to hate it if Loomis gets killed. Right. Which was a, the correct call. Carpenter knows the fans. He really does. Mm-hmm. He passed on H2O. He knows the fans. <laughs> I mean, that right there tells you. So that's why. And I get that point of, like, yeah, maybe you should start it. But I think the majority of horror fans going in, this, we already know. And then the people who don't, you know, you had time to rent this or buy this movie or watch it. Like, if you don't know going in, screw you. Right. And I think it still works. If This movie, I still find, it can still work if you never watched Halloween. And this uh, was, if you didn't watch the first one, you yeah. watched this, you'd go, oh, you don't feel too lost. Because they explain everything well enough. Um, the right. one thing I personally didn't like about the opening scene was the, it's, it was a little too been done before of the over-the-top crazy people. But then again, I've never been in an insane asylum. So maybe yeah. that's maybe that's how they act. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of was okay with it. Like it, it was interesting to see. Yeah, like them all screaming and hooting and hollering, and then Michael's just doing nothing. Uh, I don't know why they'd react to the mask that way, unless they just feel this an insane connection of this presence of evil with these two things brought back together. You know, I just like think maybe... they were crazy. That's like, oh, to me, you're you're thinking like you're trying to make the most sense out of it and giving it credence. Right. And I just think they were crazy. <laughs> and that's yeah, but why act. would they? Why would they do that randomly though? Yeah. If he never brought the mask over, right? Yeah, and I I thought I did like. I thought the performances, well, especially for uh, Jefferson Hall, plays. Um, He's one of the, I don't know if you call him, investigative journalists. That's what they are. Uh, right. Jefferson Hall and Rain Reese. I thought they were perfect tools to set hmm. everything up. Literally. Yeah, they were. And you know what? The one thing with every Halloween film going forward after two, like Halloween 4, I thought was, I always gave it, even as a young kid at six years old, um, my logic then was, okay, yeah, the mask doesn't look the same, but why would it? Because that mask was the one that, you know, he killed everybody in. Well, why would and he burned up, right. Yeah. So him getting it into the drugstore, I was cool with. I thought, okay, it works. And um, oh, Vincent drugs, by the way. Yes, and I think that was Vincent. that was an homage to you. Yes, was, I, I saw it on the screen. This movie's about me, mommy. <laughs> and she slapped me and said, "Shut your queer mouth." Um, uh. But I liked how because they explained how they got the mask because Jefferson Hall, and it kind of shows what a seedy guy he is because this was a gift from the district attorney's office. Like, he paid them. He pretty much bought the mask from them. Just a seedy person offering Laurie Strode $3,000 for the next scene to talk. Yeah, I've been podcasting for, like, almost eight years, and I still have... We don't have $3,000 to spend on any interviews. Yeah, we've never spent... I mean, you haven't (laughs) spent money, and I haven't spent money. We haven't won awards either, so maybe that's why. But we have wasted a lot of people's time. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching. Still trying to do that. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it flowed well after there. Uh, the one, and I'll get more into this as we go on, we get our first peak of, not peak, well, it's first taste of Dr. Uh, Sartain, mm. who, um, whew, wow, move over, Tina, from Halloween 5. You've met your match for the most useless character in a Halloween film. Oh, don't say it. Listen. Oh, <laughs> okay. Useless. Now, now, yes, 
and I, I won't jump ahead, but I was thrown by the swerve. But I, yes. when you watch it a second time, though, like, still don't you? Still wasn't still doesn't work to me. I thought that was the only negative of the movie, but we'll get there very yeah, shortly. We'll get there because yeah. I have a whole spiel on that where I I, I might convince you. If, I'm willing to listen. I'm always willing to listen to reason. Right. Uh, like I I want to hear all your gripes because maybe yeah, we can like work them out. And you know, well, I liked how it started off in in the fact that the scene where we'll, we'll go to the gas station. Because Lori, okay. Lori briefly talks about her experience, and she, you can tell that she is completely changed mm. and more guarded, as you can tell by the house she lives in. And she just, it's, this is our new, this is our Lori Strode 40 years later. And okay. it's a perfect we, setup for the rest of the film. But can we get into this? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, Forget how you feel about H2 overall. Yeah. How, do you feel that Laurie Strode's Kerry Tate is a more accurate depiction of where she'd be today? Or do you think the Sarah Connor yeah. is the more accurate depiction? Because I got to say, although I, I do like – listen, I have no problem with this movie in, in any, any way. But I do feel – it's a little extreme, and I feel that H2O captured where she'd be at I, this place in her life. And I know when I record with Cole, we're going we're gonna to compare H2O and this side yeah. by side. And when I can say H2O gets a check mark in, it's more believable because if you were a part of a, a tragedy like that, you right. would move 1,500 miles away right. and change your name. Um, that works. This one mm-hmm. had to work, and also again, we got to peel back some layers. It's Hollywood; they have to make you know Hollywood likes to make statements on the screen, but never in real life, because you know women empowered only on the screen, never in real life. You'll still suck a dick for a job and bitch about it ten years later and say you're raped. Okay, that's a fucking fact. This movie played on that whole women empowerment thing. Let's let's make her so strong, right? And then of course Jamie Lee Curtis gets on Twitter and like boasting that you know number one movie you know horror movie with a female women women lead. women yeah, uh, yeah by the way people did pay a little bit to see you <laughs> but people pay the majority to see michael myers because michael myers oh. is the hero in this film again it goes back to you live in this fucking bubble okay if you want to you don't just march and actually do something with your money okay i'm sick and tired of like people need to get um, their representation to the screen. It should be done in real life and really fight for it. You know, not right. in fantasy land. That's just my issue with it. And you know what? And I get where she's coming from too, but I understand why they wrote that character that way. And you also almost, like Danny McBride's prime mindset is, I cannot copy what H2O did. I saw what that, how that right. worked. So let me go the other way, you know, yeah. where she is strong for staying there and going, I'm not moving. Because I want him to escape and I want to kill him. That's her whole, the crux of her whole thing. But it's like, believe it or not, but I don't know if you know this, but um, the script was changed. Now, when Michael was, yes. Yeah, when he was getting on the bus, she was supposed to, like, either pop him as she saw him through the the glass of the bus or whatever or something. She was supposed to do something or help him escape, actually. And then. 
Right. So they said, okay. Oh, I think they actually filmed her helping him escape. And then he killed people. Then she did her thing. And people hated it. Yeah, I so they actually, Yeah, they actually added in all this stuff about Dr. Sarnoff coming in. And he's the one who kind of like becomes like the Michael J of, you know, Michael from Halloween 6. You know, like think about it. And, and that's one of my defenses, I'll say. Like, there are people like this. So this is not really crazy to and, me. You know, and the other thing, you know, kind of jump... Well, I want to get to the the gas station scene, which was, when I watched it, I said, I think I know what this guy's doing. Because I wanted to know in the context of Danny McBride being a mm. diehard Halloween fan. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, that's, that's too reminiscent of Halloween 4. Sure enough, in one of the trivia, I looked it up on IMDb. They purposely set up the gas station to look identical, close enough to Halloween 4. Well, guess what? It's also an homage to H2O. Yes. In the stall scene. Exa- oh, absolutely. And I liked how I was good with those kills. And I liked, and there's second time watching it, uh, you see Myers in the background. Right. Walk Killing by. the guy. Oh no! He just well, walked, he's he also walked. killing a guy at some point. I think I heard. Yeah, I didn't notice it though. That I, don't, I would have to. It's probably again when he walks, but once she's walking to the bathroom, I probably missed it. But I hmm. see him in the white jumpsuit walking by, just casually, okay. almost the same reminiscent way of Halloween one, where he's just driving by in the station wagon and Loomis misses him. Hmm. Um, but I like that because that was a perfect way to uh, establish how he gets the mask, so it works. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. That's, and it was great. I mean, God, the mask. I think I'll I say like on it. record, this is the best mask since part one. Yeah, and you know what? It was realistic because, well, that's how it faded. That's why I like the mask from Rob Zombie, where that looked legit from Halloween yep. 1. And then, yes, yep. over time, it's going to crackle like that. So it always worked uh, mm-hmm. for me. So I liked it because you're not going to recreate the same mask. You can't. It's been 40 years. It's been locked up, so it would. You know, I, I like that. I'm sure mask experts would probably say, like, well, no, it wouldn't look like that. It would look like, well, it's close enough. <laughs> it works. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, and then we go into. I think we get back to Haddonfield. We find out there. I, I didn't. I got the little, you know, nod to Lonnie from Halloween One. Uh, <laughs> Lonnie, you know, and. They established, you know, the whole. Hey, wasn't that a? Wasn't that her brother? It's like, no, that was just something. It was a rumor. They got made up. And anybody who was upset that they had to not include Halloween Two a part of this, you can't because he was blown up. But before that, both of his eyes were shot out. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was always, as much as I love Halloween Four, I think it's a great sequel to Halloween Two. You always want like uh, his eyes were shot out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, actually, I always uh, like, I have a, a nerdy, I have a nerd thing about that. Um, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but when she shot him, I truly believe that she shot him in the eyebrow area because when that yeah, blood well, is dripping still, down, you see his eyes. Yes, you see his eyeballs. But it was so, still penetrating, kill him in the head. <laughs> right. That, that's everyone's <laughs> second argument. Yes. And I'm like, and oh yeah, the, right. Yeah, and that's where it's like. Uh, you can't win, and it's like, okay, we're just you watching these win. movies for fun because we need sequels because right. we're ad- addicted to it. But right. it worked. I mean, I liked, I thought, personally, this was good, and then we'll get into the first two kills that we really see, like Halloween Night. Because mm. I don't think we're going off, like, everything's still on the flow. Um, I thought the little storyline 
with uh, Lori Strode's, um, what would, would be her uh, granddaughter. Yeah. I liked it. It worked. Mm-hmm. It was good. It wasn't over-the-top teenage stuff. It worked. Uh, there was a scene where we, in a smart way, explains why she won't have a cell phone. Like, a teenage girl won't have a cell phone throughout the movie, which actually worked. It, oh, throwing it in the pudding? Yes. Yeah. Um, it wor- where she was so devastated, like, I don't even want to get it. My heart's broken. I don't care about anything right now because the guy I thought I could love just did that and uh, was with another woman. Like, it worked. It was believable. Um, yeah, but he did pick the hotter chick. I got to say that. I know I sound like a dick. Well, when you're young, that's uh, that's what you do. And then you get older and you go, I need some girl who's uh, stable and has decent credit and won't ruin mine. Right. Uh, and that's not the hot chick, usually. That's not that. Sometimes you get lucky, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Or if you get three different chances at it, you blow it each time because you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'd rather be alone. <laughs> I'm not picking out drapes with you. Go fuck yourself. I'm owning this place. But <laughs> everything went really well. The um, I think the best casting choice throughout this whole film was Will Patton, who I've always liked, as Officer Hawkins. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. They said perfect. he was there in part one too. That was weird. I, but <laughs> but no, it, as the guy who you know found Myers arrested him, and it, right. it, it works though. You know, because we never saw another officer. So it's like you knew there was more than one, but it worked. Yeah, but what about Mike Hunt? Oh yes, <laughs> he was the best. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the the here's I give the you know the the biggest missed opportunity of this whole thing. Um. How do you not bring back Sheriff Brackett? I something. don't know. He's mm. still alive. He still has his wits about him. Or the nurse, dude. I met yeah. the nurse. She st- still has her wits about her, too. She looks almost exactly yes. like she did in H2O. And she's still uh, she's still married to Rick Rosenthal, too, I believe. Yeah. Well, listen, not everyone's perfect. I'm <laughs> just saying that she looks the same. Well, a lot of girls are the fat Jewish guys who can direct good movies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fact, um, but I, like, uh, how do you not get uh, Cypress? That's what I like. How do you uh-huh. not just for a, 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 a small role? How do you not get him? How do you not get him to kill him? Either. <laughs> well, you know they did get PJ Souls. Yeah, you know, as where a she... teacher, which yeah. that's what pissed me off when I watched it. Okay, you know I get a little, but why? That's what I got really wrapped in my mind about Cypress. Like, why not Charles Cypress? He's, yeah, and why didn't she say totally? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm actually shocked they didn't make her do that. Um, yeah. I thought it, it was good, but then we get to Halloween night. The bus, oh, wait, let's go to the bus crash. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I think it's a good cop-out not to show how the bus crashed. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. You save money. Um, and plus, we don't know who made it crash. That's the point. Yes, I did like that. And it was also it was the budget was ten million dollars, which is um, nothing these days. Yeah, but it did. That's why I got a little bit on a rant with Jamie Lee Curtis, saying she lives in a bubble because she said it was a low budget. You know, it's, it, was a, it was next to nothing to make. And like, and I got to think in context of real life. Like, yeah, ten, I know for a movie, but ten million is a lot of money to a lot of people. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, well, here's the thing. You know that she didn't get paid this time. Instead, she got points, which she really benefited from because yes. now. I mean, what is it, like $90 million already? Yeah, that's a smarter move. I think that's what um, yeah. um, Donald Sutherland uh, gave that up for Animal House. Mm-hmm. He could have got, like, we could pay it, or he get a percentage of the box office. And he said, I'll just right. take the money. 
that's what they all do now because they want more money yeah. in their movie. And it's it's better. I think it's a, it's, a, it's pretty, almost like getting an annuity, which is great. Right. But yeah, the bus crash was great. And what I loved about the bus crash was um, how it ends. So oh, where he murders that kid. Yeah, and you don't see it on screen. And what it, here's what I liked about it. It was the first time we saw him. We didn't see it, but we, well, you, you almost do, but you do, it cuts away. You, it was the first time Myers gets a kid, not a teenager. Kid was 12. Yeah. And also could have been gay, might have done him a favor because he said he'd rather be dancing. Uh, uh, yeah, that was, uh, what was this, Roseanne? Yeah. Like, what are we watching here? <laughs> the father was already disappointed. Because <laughs> the father died happy, going like, okay, I'll have to see how you this remember... continues. You remember when when Dan Connor was so disappointed that the kid yeah. is like gay that he gave him a knife yes, to bring this school? Like, school. what the fuck are we watching? Uh, back when Roseanne was was good and then not the Connors. It's like having uh, it's like having Halloween and it's not a trash to uh, Halloween three at all, but it's like making a Halloween film with a different yeah. killer who's not Michael Myers. <laughs> well, I gotta say though, the first two were pretty good, but I know what you mean. It's the feel is off, but yeah. the writing's pretty tight but i don't know if it's gonna last but it won't. Yeah, it's, right. it's what drives it and and right. that's why this one's successful because myers drives it and then after the bus crash let's go, the first two kills here's what i loved about them um some i know this sounds so stupid but mm. something about how that was shot with the fluorescent lights which you don't see on the outside like that with how the night was falling Mm-hmm. And him walking the it just worked. It was so completely different. He picks up the hammer. Yeah, dude, that was that that shot. And that was one shot. That was a to me. I thought it was an homage to the opening scene of Halloween One. Yeah, it's I I feel it was that, and basically that shot when he's walking through the uh, Haddonfield town, he he bumps into Boombox Boy. Yes, I got that vibe. Yeah, it had even like the back alley of Halloween too. Uh, that, it had, yeah. and I'm glad you don't see the hammer kill on screen, which was I thought a smart move. And yeah, it's it smidge over the top of the knife through the throat on the second kill, but it wasn't it, yeah. it wasn't like really over the top. I, I get yeah, that was that was a little jarring to me. Like, you know, it was beautiful the whole thing. Him killing, uh, yeah, you're right, killing Mrs. Elrod, the new Miss Elrod, yes. and the way the chair just knocked over, and then like you don't see anything. Then you pan through and you see her all like totally distorted. Like that was great. And then yeah, that see, but dude, when he leaned into the window and you saw his mask in the window, even I got chills for some reason. I'm like freaking 39 years old. And then he goes in and he sm- he slams her head against like a wooden whatever. And then he just like the way he rams the knife through. I gotta say, I didn't feel like that's a Halloween kill, and I, I also feel like it was super CGI. Yeah, it did feel that way, and also I th- I think what I'm believing was if I'm I'm gonna pretend I'm Dan McBride writing this. Uh, if he wrote right. that in there, it's probably his way of going. I have to now set the precedent, right? Of or maybe maybe it was the director of going. This is what we're now. You're going to see through the rest of the film. Now I'm going to set the tone on this kid. Right. Yeah. And it was. I think in, we. Let's go to the because we get set up more. We have more of the paranoia, and it's by the way with the character Jamie Lee Curtis. She's setting up. It's known that you know she had her daughter taken away from her when her daughter was only twelve. Mm. By the state because she was crazy. 
Jamie Lee Curtis character, Laurie Strode, was preparing for Myers for a long for decades. And her house is booby trapped. It's set up for Myers to find her. She's waiting for him. Not to be a dick again, but why would she think he would ever look for her if she was no longer the sister and just some random chick that he just didn't happen to kill. You know, this is, I'll give it this credence only because, and it's the same thing why I was fine with those first two kills where somebody could say, well, that's not Myers MO to kill. Well, looking back at Halloween one, there was a killer. I read a lot of true crime things a mm. lot. And I'm not somebody who glorifies it where I'll wear like a shirt of Charles Manson. Like, I hate those people. Right. I really do. <laughs> like, I hope those people come home and find their parents killed. Uh, <laughs> but there was a, he was known as the Gainesville Ripper, Danny Rollin. And I remember reading, he made two different statements to uh, two different detectives, and they caught him. So the Gainesville Ripper killed four people. It was caught in August of 1990. Uh, and they were college students. And on the second one, the detective was talking to him, and said, you know, they wanted to find the motive. Like, why? And Danny Rollin just said, well, they were there. And that is a chilling statement. Right. You just think because they were there. Yeah. He didn't kill before, but this is when he did it. Killed four people in, I think, a two or three day span. I mean, longer, but it's been a while. I just remember that statement. And, and that's why I always like The Strangers, because I know they took that from there. They had to read about that, because mm. why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. It's the same right. thing. So that's why I can give, uh, I can believe Character Myers is a psychopath. And for whatever reason, back in 78, Lori came he, to the house. Him. Yep. And right. he's like, well, this is what uh, this is what I'm going after. And right. who's ever with her? And this is what I have to do to get to her. So him now going back after 40 years, he's now, he's uncaged. He's an uncaged animal. So I give that. It's fine. And her preparing, yeah, it is a little bit, it's like, ugh. But <clears throat> you have to make it as believable as possible. And also this, reading again, true crime stuff, reading victims. And there have been victims who... And I know one case, uh, one with the Greenville, the, the, the Green River one, one of the survivors wanted to meet with the killer, but they would never allow it. Huh. Uh, like some victims want to meet with the person who tried to kill them. Right. And so I could, again, like based off of history, based off of real things, I go, okay, I, only because I, what I've read, like, all right, I get it. I could, I'm going it, it, to give it's, it a little more believable because it, this has happened in real life. It It's possible, but the odds that oh, we're yeah. watching the movie where we're watching the person who it happened to is phenomenal. Yes, because <laughs> and that's where it's like, and that's where I agree with you too. Like, all right, because I, I can see from both sides. Like, okay, here's why mm -hmm. it works and here's why it's like, eh, all right. But then like you have to get it to but work this way as well. I still give it a pass though because you know what? Let's get the movie going. You know, whatever you got to do to make it happen, let's go. And... That's where, when things pick up, the scene with the babysitter getting killed, with, she's uh, looking over the little 10-year-old boy. Oh, the comedian? Yeah. Man, what the fuck is up with these toenails, motherfucker? He's like, could you get a little more, uh, a little more stereotypical there? They don't, I grew up in the city, they don't all yeah. sound like they're from what's happening. Right, like I love how every black kid is cooler than every white yes. person in this movie, and he's the funniest fucking guy in the entire movie, and he's fucking eight. Yeah, and I, like, how is this possible? It was, it was like, this is a little over the top, but the one right. believable thing was like, if you want to bring, like, if you want to, like, we'll 
briefly bring skin color into this. If one thing was believable, the pussy white kid running. <laughs> <laughs> like I can say that I'm that, Italian, I'm not white. So right, that's believable. But that was very. It was like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> like his right. girlfriend's dead. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought didn't he eventually change his mind and say he didn't he grab a knife? No, he he wound up. If I remember, he didn't get killed. He ran. Or am I mixing two people? Mixing two people because he he did run. He won because he never got killed. He ran. Hmm. Um, oh wait, maybe you missed it. He was what, stabbed what? reverse Bob style against the wall. Did you see that? Was it? Uh, how did I miss it? I think yeah. I was overthinking so because I remember the other kill with the by the fence post on the or the, you know, the, right for whatever and I didn't like I sat through the whole thing I didn't use the bathroom so God yeah wow that's why yeah, I yeah. need to take notes yeah. while I'm in a theater he didn't get killed on screen but like oh, as okay. they're panning through the house he's against that's the wall reverse okay I'm thinking wow okay yeah that's why because I didn't see it on screen and yeah, yeah that, yep. And the shot of when you see Myers, when Lori finally sees Myers, but it's through a mirror and she doesn't know, she fires a shot. I like that. <laughs> I, I thought that worked. It was simple. And then let's get into the um, the doctor character and why this okay. was, the, in my opinion, the biggest mistake. Um, I, I disagree, but tell me why you think it was. So here's the big spoiler. The doctor, Dr. Sartain, um, is the reason why the bus crashed, I believe. All right. He wanted to get Myers to meet with Laurie Strode. I think that was the big cue, the, the big thing, so he can get now paid. He, here's why, though. To get paid. Because, well, yeah, maybe I'm sure monetary reasons are part of it, sure. But at the, also, it's like he became completely fascinated by Myers. And you got to remember, Loomis saw all the action. Loomis was out there in the real world yes. with Myers, watch him in action. This guy got to see him fucking stand there and say nothing. So there was nothing but fascination and frustration for for tw uh, tw what was it like twenty uh, forty years? Uh, four, how do I not know? Forty years since that happened in '78. So. Just think of like the, the, the depravity that this guy has lived through because now 88 never happened. Yeah. So he did nothing apparently since he not in part two. So he never even killed the nurses or anything. So this guy is living with this the whole time. Now, there are many, many cases in horror where it, if you're a fan of classic horror from like uh, the universal stuff, you would know that. All, almost all of the Frankenstein movies, there's always a totally legit doctor who, who oh, yeah. shows no sign of craziness, who wants to see the monster at his full power and potential just out of scientific curiosity and just out of, like, the fascination of this whole thing. This is nothing new. This has happened, a hundred, not a hundred, but ten times before this. Yeah, and it was, the reason I didn't... And I, 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 I'm on board with that because, like, you, I grew up watching the Universal monster films. Yeah. Uh, Think about those sequels. They always wanted to say, no, I, 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 I have to I have to uh, see Dr. Frankenstein's creation at his fullest. You know, like, they always do that shit. Yeah, and, and I can give him the only credence I give him of killing uh, Officer Hawkins is this. Mm, he was about to kill Oh, it was more of the doctor would be convicted of aiding and abetting. 
So he's saving oh. his own ass. That's why he has to kill, because the officer would eventually find out. And like, that's, that's his you fear. think? Yeah. That's his fear. So he's now covered his ass. It was just a monkey wrench that didn't need to be thrown in. That's how I look at it. And I personally, if it was going to come down to casting, I wanted what I wanted more than anything was to have a new type of Doctor Loomis, but you know, younger, like younger meaning early 40s, somebody who we're going to see, because we know there's going to be a sequel, somebody that we can be attached to other than the three Stroh girls, which I have no interest in at all. I don't. I need the Doctor. I don't care what, you could have made the Doctor a female or a male, American, British, Australian, it doesn't matter. I need that Doctor connection still. Like, that's Mm. my, or if not a Doctor, I need a, a, Officer, some like a detective, something that's more that's also attached, just like Strode is, and that's why I loved Halloween, the first yeah. one, because of, of of Loomis, and yeah, that that was the only thing. But I'll say this: it didn't kill the film for me. Where I go, ah, fuck this. The only thing that made me pissy and cunty mm. was this. So Myers, and there's a, a lot of really great shots throughout the film. I thought you know the directing was was really well done. Mm-hmm. When Myers does an off-screen kill of two officers, and he carves their faces up like a pumpkin, pretty much. Right. That's right. where I go. This is over the top. Put a goddamn hockey mask on him at this point because you're you're making him into Jason Voorhees. Oddly enough, I'm looking at this picture right now because <laughs> I, I whenever I t- uh, do a review, I type in the movie and I hit images, okay. and I just scroll up and down so I have all these images in my mind, and that's what I'm looking at right now. And it's like you're right. That is so not at all what like why why would he sit there doing that like he's he's not fascinated by halloween he doesn't yeah. he's not obsessed with pumpkins or anything like it, it it's it's a it's weird because they did that in h2o if you notice when that oh, yeah, girl yeah. remember the girl yeah, she, with the light bulb in between yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i hated yeah. that too because that's not <laughs> it was i thought that was over again it didn't kill it for me because like, you go from, he'll do that to two officers, and then we get to the house. He finally gets to the house, and we have to throw, this is the only time I can, I can I'll do my mulligan of, I'll throw logic out, because I want to like the film. How hmm. do you know where she lived? <laughs> yeah, that's never. Um, I, yeah, how, because that guy didn't bring him all the way to the house nope. or anything. But here's the weird thing, though. That girl ran from that point straight through the woods. And how did she even know where the mom's house? Because, you know, you're sitting well, next to Michael would, Myers at this point. That I could believe only because she grew up in that town. And as a kid, if you grew up, like when you grew up in your town, were you there like from beginning to like, yeah, we, you all kind of know the back ways of things. Yeah, but I, I feel like a young girl like this would be hysterical that might that she just saw people get murdered. This guy killed a cop. She's stuck in this cop car. Michael Myers is stuffed in there with her, and she's gonna focus on the the navigational fo- part of what's happening it could here. Just I mean, come, again, I'm only gonna buy in because if she grew up there her whole life, she'll know every back way there is. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, like that one yeah. I can give. Right. It, it's harder. It's harder for me to go again if I have the to Michael use, knew. Yeah, like the logic of it, and that's why you know, let's go to Halloween Four. He's in the back of the cop car to get to the oh, house. Oh God! You know, which was Please. a cool scene. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That is sort of. Do you think that's an homage? Wow. Uh, and that's why I don't know. Like, did he kill uh. them? Did the cops get in the car and he, and he was in the back the whole time? Because that's probably more believable. That's what I think happened. Mm. And and. Wow! So I didn't think about that. And I'm that's thinking good. that's how it went down. 
it was just like a little bit over the top, but it was off screen. And then he kills the, um, well, the, I forget the father's name of. Oh, the penis peanut butter guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> kill him, but a very simple kill. And we get to the big, the big finale. And it's, this is what, this is Lori's Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, like this is what she's prepared for her entire – and so, somebody said to me, they go, bullshit, she prepared for this for 40 years and she's dumb enough to lean up against the door and then have Michael grab her. But my argument – and see if you buy what I'm saying. Remember how when those two podcasters came to the house yeah. and she had 40 locks on the door and then she opens it and the big gag is that there's another fucking screen thing in front of it? Yeah, like she wouldn't think that he would do that and I give you that one. Right, yeah, like, do, do you think she thought that was closed? And that's why she was willing to lean up against the door. I do, but I also, I thought about this, too. And it's a, uh, it, the, I don't know if you ever heard of this. Um, girls, um, see, girls go to uh, Jupiter to get stupider. <laughs> and um, the boys, they go to Mars because uh, they're superstars. And uh, <laughs> right? that's where I based that on, that one from. Right. Just like, you know, uh, the Chinese, they play a joke. They put the pee-pee in your Coke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I won't have to piss in your coffee. <laughs> Thank a, you for the tip. That's the kind of knowledge you get from, from this show. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I, I didn't even think, like, I think that's thinking too much. That's, like, right. Again. That's wanting to hate the movie. Exactly. That's, like, me being self-aware. Like, I know when I'm being a cunt on things. Like, right. And I go, like, ah, let me pull back. And I'll watch it again. I go, I'll be better. But yeah, that's that's like taking it too. That's like giving you a reason. That's if you're dating a girl and she's great to you, but like, yeah, you ever notice how she laughs? Like, okay, just break up with her. Like, if if the laugh is what's getting at you, like, just you need to stop it now. She laughs like a donkey. Come on. Like, how I've been around that many donkeys where you know what they laugh like, and how are you getting them to laugh? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of I think the over and the end the the setup there. The fights are good. Yeah, really good. Dude, I, I was totally into that whole thing. It wasn't as suspenseful as a whole movie, as a whole, as I wanted it to be. However... Okay. I thought it was, because you almost got her a couple times. It, it, I, I, that's where I wanted more and more. But right. A-plus on the soundtrack, of course, from Carpenter, along with some uh. of the new scores he did, which I really liked, which was... If anybody else did that, i go, ah, you're ripping off Carpenter. He does it, go, that's a Carpenter, <laughs> that's Carpenter's style. Right. So I loved it. He's, it was almost, he's allowed. Yeah, it was almost like a mix of a little little smidge of Christine with <laughs> the fog yeah. mashed together. Uh, and I, I loved it. But the whole – and how it ended, I like – Yeah, let's, let's talk about the ending. Like there's a lot of things to say about it. Number yeah. one, it's an obvious homage to Halloween 2. Yes. Number two, it's not as definitive as Halloween 2, obviously. Uh, three, the twist of what are the odds you were going to get him down there and thank God you did. And then the whole like hint earlier, it's not a trap, it's a cage or it's not a something, it's a cage or whatever. And then it's like the ending, like people were saying, wouldn't it have been cooler if Michael was halfway up the stairs and then she pulled that thing no. and those spikes went through him and then burned him. That would have sucked. That would have been a horrible ending like resurrection. Right, and you and we all like I knew going into this, 
they're making a they're making a sequel. They're making a trilogy, by the way. I'm guaranteeing that. Like, if there's this is sometimes I wish I did talk to a bigger audience because uh, five years ago I predicted that Blumhouse would be the ones doing Halloween and it would be in 2018. Mm. I was the one who said you're going to have the 4Ks come out. I almost got them all right, but I said 2018 you're going to have all the 4Ks out for Halloween. And wow. When they, and when this one by early um, of this year, I said they're going to make it's going to be a trilogy. I hope. I, do you think it's going to be a Jamie Lee Curtis trilogy? It's going to go one by one because you got three of them. Each so the gonna, next one will be about Judy Greer. They're going to probably have a little bit more, and then because originally I thought, well, there's going to do three three overall, meaning Halloween from '78 is the first. This is the second. Then they're going to make the third. But I'm going now. I think they're going to make three of these because. I know the second one has to, and it's going to be a little bit tough, but it can be done. They have to succeed. They have to make the second, you know, the sequel of Halloween 2018 two times better. Right. They yeah. really do. And I, I do think they're going to they're going to do that. And I think Lori's going to sacrifice herself for her family. And then the mom will be the hero of the last uh, second movie, and then the daughter will be the third one, like you said. Oh yeah, and that, that's what I'm I'm going with too. I'm thinking because it makes sense. I at first I didn't like the ending, but I go oh, okay. Here's why it works for me, and why it should work for everybody. Um, he can still find a way to escape. Yeah. Well, he did. You after the credits, he was breathing. Yeah, and and like you know, he can still find a way to escape. It will still it will oh, still make sense. That's why I always like with the. H, um, with the only thing I liked about Halloween Resurrection was the fact that Larry Brand was really smart in thinking, all right, I'll just make him that she cut off the paramedic. He couldn't breathe because Myers crushed his trachea. <laughs> his larynx. Yeah, his larynx. Yeah. And that was a smart, you got to give Larry Brand credit for that. I thought that was it's the only thing you go, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I could have imagined like happening. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, I buy this. But I think overall as a movie, it was good. I just, I'm always going to go with that. You could have got Charles Cypress. He's still alive. You could have got the nurse. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's some people that are still alive. I, I would have let, even, you know what, I, small thing, because they're going to do all these little silly homages. You have PJ Souls in there. Come on, like, right. I'm glad she was in there. She gets a paycheck for it, you know? Good. Yeah, yeah, good. But, what, like, the stupidest things, like, I would have had, even though he just came off of writing a horrible script called Gotti. I would have had Leo Rossi as a real quick little, <laughs> yeah, something. right, and paramedic. Yeah, something. something like something like that. Lance Guess, something, um, right? Just um, something like that. But a huge missed opportunity of not taking advantage of Charles Cypress to have him come back. And I searched around; I did not read anything where they offered him something and he turned it down. No, I asked him. I said, "Are you going to be in the new movie?" He goes, "No, no, I wasn't asked for that." Because I, you know, I met him in August, and he said, "No." But check this out. Now, did you know that Daniel Harris? Oh yeah, lobbied, and I was against that. That's stupid. You gotta like, you gotta knock it off at this point. Right to be the daughter of yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. How cool would it be if you know? No, she it wouldn't was have my, been. You know, it wouldn't have been at all. That's, that's what she says. How yeah, cool would it be? And it's like, and I've interviewed, <laughs> you've interviewed her. We both interviewed her. Yeah, she's uh, great. Great, but it's like you gotta no. Like I'm, I don't care. And yeah, and if we're gonna go one more missed opportunity, of course, a little bit shocking that they didn't bring. And I didn't want it to be a major thing because we learned our lesson from Halloween Six. 
hmm? of Tommy Wallace. Oh, yeah. That would have, yeah. like, even a small little, I wanted to have, like, personally, when I went into it, I wanted to have more of this smart storytelling, like a, like, more detective sort of thing. When I say that, like, going back, interviewing, uh, like, the, the character that Jefferson Hall plays, of, okay, if he's an investigating journalist, it would have been cool to, that's where I would want him to have, you know, the Charles Cypress character interview him, give the insights, go back four years ago, Tommy Wallace, and see what yeah, they are. Yeah, wow. Like, and just have, like, they don't have to be in the rest of the film. Yeah, do a snippet for the fan. But this was total fan service. It, you it was you do realize that the two biggest cunts on Earth are Halloween fans and Star Wars fans. So that's what everyone's saying right now, because you can't please oh, any of these motherfuckers well, at all. Except now, as a Halloween fan, I've been with a lot of women and Star Wars fans for the most part. Uh, I see what they're married to. It's all like, <laughs> right. But you see, I'm I'm both, but I'm I don't I don't become a cunt because I guess by nature I'm, it's just not in me to to do these things and attack things the way apparently the diehards do. Yeah, well, now, it's also again that's why I said earlier before we started the review, and I think I'm right when I said that. Of uh, we're not owed a fucking thing. Right, and they think they are. Oh, they think they are. That's where it's like, and. It goes back to when I interviewed Daniel Barrens, who I really like the interview. He's a great guy. And I flat out said, like, I just didn't get into Halloween 6. But like, I wanted him to explain, like, okay, why did you come up with this? But what I respect about him, I'll never trash him ever. There's a Halloween fan who worked his ass off and got his vision made. Right. None of us visions are made. Yeah, yeah. And it sucked the way it went down. Not meaning the film itself, but, you know, maybe if he had a different studio, a different director. It yep. could have been better. Um, but, like, that's a fan doing something. You look at guys like Ryan Turek, who's now with Blumhouse. His guy right. started a website. Now he's, you know, he's one of the guys working on the Halloween film. Amazing. Yeah, and but, that's the but, difference between yeah, pictures, I, people who bitch, and then, but don't have anything to, you know, nothing else to no, nothing contribute. To, yeah. Right. Well, but, but my thing, the connection was... Do you realize now you you know Star Wars? I don't know if you're a big fan, but you know them enough, like you know the newer I know movies, right? Of them, I sadly have yet I've never watched any Star Wars movies. Uh, I still have too bad, and I know they're great. Because it's just not for me. It's not sci-fi, but I do know a lot of fans. It was either I loved it or what the hell is this? And I get where they're coming from on both sides. Right, but this movie was the Force Awakens for Star Wars. Basically, what that movie was was it was uh the new it was a new hope which is the first star wars movie ever made it was the same outline and all of these friggin easter eggs throughout the entire movie it was total fan service to say we're sorry for the last three movies this is what you guys have been asking for you want the things you already got we're giving you all of it and we're bringing a fresh new look to it this is exactly what this movie is and i think overall it's if you hate this movie like I, like i was complaining to you sunday like i was going on my little rant but mm. i also said look i know in a couple of days i'm gonna it's gonna change like i don't yeah, it's hate first it. viewing yeah and i go i don't yeah. hate it it's just like it was a small, I let a couple things, but I didn't go off like, yeah, I would have made a better, like, I don't, like, you know, I've said it before. If I wrote, I know my version of Halloween, what I would like to see, 98% of the people would hate it. 
<laughs> because mine would end with somebody else as Myers. You know, because I'm thinking again, logical sense. How do I continue? You know, the guy's right. 61 years old. He can't really continue anymore. I want somebody brand new just wearing a mask who's not Michael Myers. And a lot of fans. Well, that happened in this that. movie. Yeah, it just happened. <laughs> that thought, when he came up with that mask on, I was like, "Come on, what are we doing here?" Yeah, I, that, think... that was that was the one part that really I go, "You <laughs> fucking, it's stupid." But the, again, perfect because he even says. After he killed that cop, he was like, "Wow, so that's what it feels like." He felt that rush, and I did and then, like that. I did like that line because yeah. here's a and guy then, who probably talked to murderers who right. never experienced it. And then he got to put that mask on and know what it's like to be. Oh my God, what a great character arc! It was. I just still like. That's the only thing to me where I go was a monkey wrench. Didn't need to be in there because it really didn't. Didn't, but it, it didn't. They kill forced the film. it, but it worked. On that, in that sense, it, it like, did, but it didn't kill the film. I think if anybody says it killed the whole film, like, yeah, no, that's that's right. that's that's too much. No, the film's too good to let one scene kill it. Yeah, that would be like the film would only be killed if out of nowhere, uh, Myers is doing the Harlem Shuffle, and you're like, what's <laughs> for, for two minutes, and then right. it goes back to normal. <laughs> like, okay, that doesn't. And and the last thing, the the one little. Okay, before we end, you know if there's one thing you take away, like one little small scene from a movie that you wouldn't think of, but it's like it's impactful. What would be the one little small could could be a throwaway thing from this movie that you'll always remember when you think of Halloween 2018? What will I always think of? Honestly, like one when I say Halloween 2018, what would be the first? scene you would think of that I'm, I'm a typical I'm going to say probably the typical most set answer and that's that one long continuous shot to me that's everything I have ever like to me this is the best Michael Myers movie ever made since the original and and I like a lot of what he did and a lot especially Rob Zombie's part two I love I Michael know, there I, I just don't yeah. like that film, but I get if you like you know, Myers and that, I get that. Right. Yeah. And I'm with you. But... On the, I'm the same thing. That continuous shot because it reminded me. Oh, you know, I'm such dude. a I'm a stupid like dumb Halloween two fan. Oh, me too, man. And just because like okay, they didn't burn all the copies. I've said that so many times. Like just because we're now again getting another restart, um, right. we can still go back and watch it. Okay, it's not going to be a part of this timeline. It's a lot of pressure when you take away that movie from the fans in terms of okay this no longer happened you have to really come up big and he came I thought Danny McBride came up pretty big mm-hmm. and I I think I enjoy both Halloween 2 and, Hall- and Halloween 2018 equally wow nice and yet there's some flaws just like there's flaws in Halloween 2 that I overlook and I can overlook this but again all said and done it is a movie it's fantasy mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I, of course, when I go in there, my expectations are high. Just like Psycho is your franchise. Yeah. Halloween's been, like, my, you know, franchise. And, oh, the last thing I wanted to ask you, how do you compare this to uh, Psycho from 60 versus the Psycho 2? Mm. Who do you think did it better as a sequel? Now, when we go Ooh. Halloween wow. to Halloween 2018, I have to give it more Halloween 2018 
by his and Psycho little, Two. Yeah, but even though Psycho Two, I think thought was really well done. A little bit over the top, but it was also a, a sign of the times. It was nineteen eighty-three. Uh, uh, three. Yeah, yeah. nineteen eighty-three. So the slasher was just on the rise at that point. So. Right. I think if there's any film to compare a sequel to, you have to go to Psycho and Halloween with their sequels. Yeah. Um, the thing that's so amazing about Psycho 2 is that any other person writing this movie besides Tom Holland would have said, well, we'll have him break out of the sanitarium. <laughs> He goes home, and kids are throwing a, a party on Halloween night or something in his house, and he just butchers them all. It's like, fucking perfect. You're, that is so accurate. Right? That's it's like, really... that's what any... Yeah, that's what you would have seen at that t time period, clearly. Yes. So, th the fact that it's the complete opposite of that is phenomenal, and yeah. it's so... And that's not even my favorite Psychos. Three is the one where I felt... It is the most intimate look at the character of Norman Bates we will ever, ever get. Because not only do we, is it so in his head, but we also see it through the eyes of the guy who brought the character to life. So Psycho 3 is like the, the greatest thing to me. But uh, yeah, this and Psycho 2, you know, I, I, God, I don't know. Like they're so different and they're so of their time. That it's hard to it really is, say. It's a, I'm only comparing those two because they're both iconic films. Right. And it's very tough to you know continue that story and be just as good. It's impossibly better, but just as good and keep it, you know, on that same path. And the only thing I'll say about Psycho Three that I'll always think of with that one is um, stupid Dwayne played by uh, Jeff Fahey with Fahey? when he when the girl's stripping and he has the light in between. The lights. Oh my God, it's like the one thing I always think of. Like, ugh, I don't want that image. If I don't want to come ugh. early, I think of that. <laughs> well, if, if it makes you feel better. He was supposed to be naked, but he protested to the point where the lights were in front of his cock. Yeah, and uh, I wonder, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's not like a gay guy directed that movie. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me no, rephrase. No, he has a wife and kid. What are you talking let, about? Let me rephrase that. It's not like a gay guy who died of AIDS directed it. Okay, let me rephrase that again. It's not like, never mind. Yeah. This is why I don't have sponsors. A gay guy who had a wife and kids <laughs> that were clearly not his beard, and he died of AIDS. <laughs> no, he was bi. A lot of guys were bi back then, so I guess that's... Is anyone bi-bi? Am I right, people? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... I, I definitely want to see it again. Of course, I want to own the stupid Blu-ray because I have to. Oh, yeah. You man, have to definitely. complete the set. Except I don't own Halloween 2 on Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's weird. Uh, from <laughs> Rob Zombie's. Especially you. No, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one I, I don't, don't own. I don't own. I don't own 5 or 8 on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I, I don't own the Blu-ray of 5. I have the DVDs. Um, and I, Don't tell me you own 8. No, not on Blu-ray. I, I still remember to this day, me and my friend Eric, we were, we were supposed to, we did a show by the Meadowlands um, on a Thursday night, did comedy, like 2002. He said, yeah, let's check out Resurrection. I'm like, yeah, because I wanted to see it. He loves Halloween, too. We walked out of that theater. We had a two-hour drive just bitching at each other how much it sucked. <clears throat> we destroyed on stage. We were so angry. I think we, I remember I, like, I called somebody who wasn't even supposed to be made fun of a fat piece of shit. And luckily, you laughed. I was just, I was so angry from Resurrection. I took it out on a bunch of drunks in a New Jersey, in a North Jersey bar. Mm -hmm. and I definitely earned my 25 bucks that night. 
driving on a suspended license at 20 years old after drinking two pitchers of beer. Yes. Right. I was, I was a little smart guy back then. <laughs> hey, I have a video of me uh, stabbing that DVD to death. Yes, uh, I do remember you post that on the days <laughs> when it was MySpace. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, uh, 2009, I think I posted that. No, 2008, I posted that. It was the, it was the only thing worth watching that had Resurrection in the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought this has been a fun show. Maybe next time Michael J can join us and we'll have that real reunion. And Yep. Yeah, he missed out on the Halloween one, and I'm sure his th- I knew what his thoughts would, would be anyway. Like, uh, it would have been better with Loomis, and Loomis <laughs> this, and, you know, did, did you know, sir, that he died on February? Shut up. Every year I bake a cake in his honor. Good. Get in the oven, too, with it. Uh, get it. You like yeah. Loomis. Mike probably is a little burned out on Halloween movies right now since apparently he's doing one a day. Yes, one every day. It's a very original idea, again, to uh, this time yeah, of year. Yeah, we never did that in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, <laughs> even then, I'm going, why are you guys doing that shit? <laughs> yeah, even then, it was kind of weird. Everybody, everybody's doing it. <laughs> Look, when I bring up Halloween every show, it's my own inside <laughs> joke to everybody that I, I have to say Halloween at least one time. I'll fucking, yeah. you know... Say, you know, shoehorn it in as a joke, but yeah, I think I've said Friday Thirteenth on every single show at some point. Yeah, you have to. It's like once you know it's an inside thing, you like you just do silly shit to make yourself laugh. And if people like don't yeah. get the joke, and like this guy always brings up that, like it's it's funnier at that point. Yeah, we even said, can we go one goddamn show without saying those three words? Like, nope, <laughs> nope. Sorry, it's gonna come up. <laughs> But yeah, there will be another show coming out soon with that and the same thing. But this time, Cole and I will go over why H2O versus Halloween 2018. I know where Cole's going with he hated he hated Halloween 2018. Not hated it, but there are certain things he didn't like. And somehow he likes H2O, but he's also eight years younger than me. So there's that little bit of a generational gap. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. Um, he, he has Paul Staley tattooed on his back. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know who's taking more loads on their face. Was Cole's back or Paul Staley's? I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that <laughs> over the cooler next. <laughs> but for Alex, I'm Vince. Add all links we posted in the show's description. Uh, again, thank you guys very much. And have yourselves a happy Halloween. Take care. Yep. Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.